Yeah, you can stick this in later. That's what I'm she so said. That's what she said. <laughs> All right. That's a bumper. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us. This is Radioactive SpiderPod, the podcast that looks back on the 90s Spider-Man cartoon and asks, if magic wands are so powerful, why are they so easy to steal? I'm your host for the day, the idiosyncratic Peter Iskandar, and with me today, as always, the rest of this circus of oddities, the misfit Kevin McAvoy. And yet I still walk among us. And the twisted Vero Taylor. I'm all tied up in knots waiting for this episode. Before we get into it, check out our social media for screenshots, updates, and all that good stuff. We're at RA SpiderPod on Twitter, at Radioactive SpiderPod on Facebook and Instagram, and all the links are there on our website, RadioactiveSpiderPod.com. Also, if you want to help us out even more, think about supporting us on Patreon. You'll get access to exclusive content and other fun stuff. That's Patreon.com slash RadioactiveSpiderPod. That's right. Patrons also receive a shout-out on the show, like our newest patron, Calvin C., Thanks so much for rocking a brock and uh, paying our bills. Yay! <laughs> yeah. All right, now that business is taken care of, we can get to the watching and to the drinking. Yay! So some of you may have noticed that uh, we like hoppy beers here on this podcast. Uh, so in honor of season three, a.k.a. Sins of the Fathers, we'll be starting off with a theme, Sins of the Loggers. Ho-ho! <laughs> a refreshing change of pace. Uh-huh. This means that we'll be trying out different loggers this whole season, so if you have any suggestions of your favorite loggers, be sure to add us and let us know what to try. Also, in this episode, let's play a game and take a drink every time Dr. Strange casts a spell. I have to work in the morning, but I'm willing to sacrifice my body. <laughs> the things we do for this podcast. Um, I was informed about this theme today, and so I'm drinking a leftover Soda City Coriolis Effect. And we'll be starting the theme next week. All right. Right off the bat, we fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm also having a leftover, but I uh, was the one who came up with this. So it is a lager. Moosehead lager. Canada's oldest independent brewery. Give us free stuff. (laughs) Okay. I'm drinking Devil's Punch Bowl in India Session Lager because I just can't get away from those hops. Okay, let's scrub ourselves in and expect the unexpected because we're going under the knife for The Sins of the Father, Chapter 1, Doctor Strange. That was my thing before. Doctor Strange first aired April 27th of 1996 and is based on The Amazing Spider-Man Annual Number 2, which means it's time for another weird and confusing edition of Peter's Comic Book Minute. Amazing Spider-Man Annual Number 2 was released on October 1st, 1965, and it was written by the Toast of Marvel, Stan Lee, and drawn by the Boast of Marvel, Steve Ditko. That's that's what it says in the comic. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. The story, titled The Wondrous World of Doctor Strange, has the villain Xandu hypnotize a couple thugs to go steal the other half of the Wand of Watoom. Spidey spots the tufts and engages in fisticuffs. 
Xandu reveals that with the wand complete, he can create doorways to other dimensions and times, as well as see any place or object he desires, with the women's locker room surprisingly not being his first choice. Spider-Man interrupts Xandu, but then is sent to an alternate dimension. Before disappearing, Spider-Man grabs the wand of Watum and takes it with him. Xandu sends the two henchmen after Spider-Man to get it back. Xandu regains control of the Wand of Watum and uses it against Doctor Strange, who, realizing he is overpowered by the wand, leaves its physical form and uses his ectoplasmic spirit to aid Spider-Man. At Strange's suggestion, Spider-Man grabs an electric wire and shorts out the two henchmen. Classic. Doctor Strange turns to his physical form and fights alongside Spider-Man, who trips Xandu with his webbing and retrieves the wand. The wand is then drained of its mystic power by Doctor Strange, who also wipes the memory and thus evil intentions of Xandu. Yeah, so... Similarities, but no more though. Zandu. It's a long one. It was the annual one. It was a supersized seventy-two page. We'll upsize your comic book minute to your comic book seventy-two seconds. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> well, our episode begins with Spider-Man swinging through the city in search of Mary Jane, and we learn via flashback that everybody has collectively decided to blame Peter for her disappearance for some reason, including Peter himself. Well, he was late for a very important date. So this is the first time we actually get to see Anna Watson. Uh, she's been referred to several times, but we've never seen her before. And here she is played by Majel Barrett, who is absolutely better known for her association with Star Trek because she was Nurse Chapel in the original series, Luxana Troy in The Next Generation, the computer in many different iterations of the show, and uh, also married to Gene Roddenberry. Big Rod. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what he called himself. <laughs> I've heard that somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, no, she is going full soap opera here, though. It's almost like he owes her some gambling debts and skipped town or something. Like Maybe she's always been Aunt May's bookie this whole time. She's been betting on the ponies. It's Anna Watson running this operation out of her queen's apartment. Harry leans in like, whoa, you knew where she was going? I'm her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, you keep telling yourself that, buddy. Why would she tell you instead of me? I'm her boyfriend. You had no right to keep this. <laughs> Why'd she tell you instead of me? I'm the one who gets to put her feet in my mouth. <laughs> Just the weird feet thing again. <laughs> oh, what? And then that's when Aunt May goes, Anna, please remember your blood pressure. Anna just fucking passes out from hearing that. Yeah, it's her <laughs> fetish, too. Everyone's into feet in this show. It's directed by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, jeez. Oh, is this the first time that Harry and Peter have seen each other since Harry and Mary Jane got together? Uh, at least the first time on screen, yeah. Peter's taking it like a champ, though. I kind of am taking the opposite opinion, though. This wasn't Peter's secret to betray, you know what I mean? Like, this was MJ's thing, and it would be a huge betrayal if he had told a bunch of people about it. Right. I know she's just upset because her niece is missing, but uh, if you look at it from Peter's side, I wouldn't even really take it that hard. We've all lied for a friend when they've been out, you know, they're sleeping over at your house when they're clearly out banging somebody. Well, yeah. Peter's being a bro. I don't think he's ever met Anna Watson. <laughs> exactly. I didn't even know you were real. Just notice that Anna, when Anna Watson gets pretty angry, she kind of sounds like Silverman. Why weren't you there to look after her? <laughs> Someone else has been bidding <laughs> Just, on the tablet of time. <laughs> I heard Silverman. Why weren't you there to look after her? Oh. Oh. Yeah, she's a very loud and angry weeper. Yeah. No! <laughs> That's a gross cry. That's an unattractive cry. Well, Spider-Man finally stops crying long enough to notice that there are some flying ninja types moving through the city. They arrive at a mansion and attack the monk living there, attempting to steal a magic wand. 
It's cool to see Billy Zane meditating there. It's my pal Billy Zane. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Yeah. The monk hears a noise and he gets this look on his face when he kind of looks towards the source of it. How dare you interrupt my meditation? Motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> can a brother get some inner peace? Spider-Man glances over and notices these ninjas in a perfect flying V formation. Really cutting down that wind resistance while they're flying quack, through the quack, city. Quack, 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 quack. Listen, it's the most aerodynamic of shapes. Well, you know, Muddy Ducks did just come out, so. You gotta strike while the iron's hot. Get that Mighty Ducks money. They fly in such a weird way, too. Like, just arms to the side. You know? Yeah, they fucking Naruto run yeah. in air. Air Naruto <laughs> Naruto <run>. fly. <laughs> Is that how you say it? I always say it as Naruto. So the, uh, the monk investigates all this weird noise shenanigans, and he says, What in the name of the Vishanti? And it's kind of cool, because the Vishanti are the three magical beings that give Doctor Strange his powers. And uh, if you are listening for it, there's going to be a whole lot of name dropping of those fuckers throughout this episode. Which I'm sure Peter did not dedicate an excessive amount of his time to cataloging in any way. Says the guy... <laughs> <laughs> who went down that rabbit hole about Faust. Who took us on an hour and a half rant about Faust. I'm sorry for having culture. <laughs> Not a lot of laughs, but you'll love the tunes. <laughs> exactly. Well, Spider-Man shows up to intervene in this little skirmish, but is quickly outmatched, revealing one of the attackers to be Mary Jane in some kind of a trance. Spidey is then saved by a wizard who causes MJ and the ninjas to flee. And Spider-Man manages to tag her with a spider tracer. I don't know if MJ's in a trance. She's just zeroing in on that D. Oh, God. Sounds like uh, someone I know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Those eye lasers are pointed directly at his crotch. She subconsciously knows his weakness. So. <laughs> <laughs> you mean every man's weakness getting shot in the dick? Not eunuchs. <laughs> yeah, sure. Are they really men? Oh, yes. Game of yes. Thrones taught me they can be the most manly. There it's you go. true. Actually, because of that, though, you didn't. You got a very different Mary Jane. It was more of a weirdly aroused Mary Jane. I think we get like nine or ten fucking takes of Mary Jane by the end of this episode. He says it so much. So many people say Mary Jane, too. I'll give the voice actress credit for this. In that first scene, you can definitely tell that it's not normal Mary Jane. Something's off with her. Obviously, eye lasers aside, but <laughs> the way she sort of speaks is sharper we have found the wand of watum I, I i thought the same thing she has a very clipped way of speaking and it immediately suggests that something's not right in the head i mean it comes off a little bit like a bad anime dub when she says stuff like stop spider-man and then we can get it and he's too powerful we must flee <laughs> quick to the chopper but uh, that chicken bone is uh just floating in the cage don't want to get it out of there. <laughs> oh, my God. The way that everybody in this show says Wand of Watum in this episode, I fucking love it. It's just such a sweet word. Like, I, not a real word, but it's such a sweet word to hear. It rolls off the tongue. Watum. And the fact that it's a WW is awesome. Well, yeah, there's a lot of alliteration going on. I will say something about this episode. They never explain what the wand came from or what it does. I mean, it's a magical MacGuffin. It doesn't really matter. You know, yeah. it's it has great power magically. And mm -hmm. uh, does it really matter beyond that? I want to know. Well, I mean, in the comic, it allows them to go and see through time and space. 
But like, how? Why? Who who built it? What do they want for it? Watum made it. <laughs> Watum, clearly. And uh, he put his power into it. That's fair. So Doctor Strange shows up. What a guy. Yeah. Yay. By the power of omnipotent Arthur, I command you to cease. Spider-Man is immediately bro-crushing on Doctor Strange. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, look at that chest and also mustache. It strikes me that Peter can't grow a beard, so I feel like he would be very impressed with a very cool mustache. I also like that Spider-Man almost died here, <laughs> very narrowly saved by this magician guy, and he still takes a second to insult Mysterio. I summon forth the shielding powers of the Vishanti. Impressive. This sure puts Mysterio's hocus-pocus to shame. Yeah. Yeah, we all hate Mysterio. Well, the difference between Doctor Strange and Mysterio is Doctor Strange's magic is actually magic. <laughs> I like that he shakes his hand, too, when he meets him. Spider-Man's been very up with his... Uh, Social etiquette. Does he really? Yeah, I just rewatched it. <laughs> oh my god, what a dork. When he goes and tries to put this tracker on, like Mary Jane, why doesn't he just like web them? I guess he doesn't know what's keeping them afloat, and if he webs them- Magnetism! They... Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's the Magnets. vulture! Magnets. Maybe right. if, he, if he holds on, they just will fall. Builds tension. The ninjas fly back to base at the center for reunification and Spider-Man tracks him down, but finds mystical bands protect the building. The wizard pops by in a spiritual form and introduces himself as Doctor Strange, telling Spider-Man to give up. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man was going for the Jurassic Park raptor fence test way of testing the weaknesses. <laughs> just keeps running into it. Yeah, if Doctor Strange didn't pop by in his ghost form, like, was he just going to keep mashing his face into this? Doctor Strange just sits and waits like, no, no, I'll see when he tires himself out. <laughs> He's like checking his watch. <laughs> Mary Jane! Hours later. Uh, Mary Jane! Uh. <laughs> but Doctor Strange does go and say that they're the the crimson bands of Sidorak. And fun note, Sidorak is the god whose gem gives Juggernaut his power. Oh, that's oh, kind of cool. Yeah. Also cool, though, Doctor Strange here is played by the Canadian actor John Vernon, who is best known as the crusty old Dean from the movie Animal House, as well as playing various other dickhead men of authority in movies like Dirty Harry. Uh, he's definitely got a dad voice, that's for sure. We get this explanation in the later scene, Doctor Strange's backstory, like, why didn't Doctor Strange just talk to him in his ghost form? Like, hey, man, don't go there. Straight up. This is a mystical battle. Like, we'll get your girlfriend. Don't worry. You know? I mean, I guess he knew he's so fucking intriguing that Spider-Man is definitely going to go investigate. Do you think he was hoping that Spider-Man would find him strange? <laughs> you get the fuck out of here. No. Nah, he's just trying to look cool in front of the warlock. Wait, why does he call him a warlock? Yeah, actually, you're right. I called him a wizard at first, and, and now I'm like, I think he really is more of a warlock because uh, he gets his powers on loan from greater beings. So by definition, in Dungeons and Dragons anyway, he would be a warlock, I think. He is the Sorcerer Supreme. Nerd! So Spider-Man here goes and says, He should take that act to Vegas. All he needs is a couple of tigers. Oh, the 90s where no one really knew about how much they abused that tiger. Uh, yeah, this was before the maulings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, save us! <laughs> so while Spidey noodles on this situation, we see inside where Brother Mordo seems to lift a spell off of the ninjas. Mary Jane loudly proclaims her happiness and how much she enjoyed her, quote, visit 
And as the brainwashed cultists head off to bed, we see a flaming-headed chap appear and bully Mordo, insisting that he get that magic wand from earlier. So they all just simultaneously climax? Melaka chumpongkra. Yeah, that's gross. Ah, what a beautiful day. Their fucking dry cleaning bill on those uh, robe things that they're wearing must be astronomical. <laughs> you assume they wash them. There's one entry level cult mate whose job is to wash each one of them by hand. <laughs> but uh, Baron Mordo there, that's a familiar voice. Yeah, it is. Baron Mordo is played here by actor Tony Jay with a very distinctive voice from many different cartoons, but probably best known for his roles as Frollo in Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame and Megabyte in the show Reboot, as well as Shere Khan from the show Tailspin. Woo, Megabyte! Oh, man, such a distinctive voice. And the face uh, Baron Mordo makes when Dormammu shows up behind him is like a kid who got caught skipping school and his mom's... She appears behind him at the arcade. Yeah, and he's just like, shit. Master Dormammu. <laughs> oh, there you are. <laughs> I had no <laughs> Didn't idea. Didn't see you there. How are, oh, how's the realm? Yeah. Good. How's the negative dimension? <laughs> he just gets smacked down. Like He gets slammed into this pillar over and over. So Dormammu uh, is in the dark dimension, not the negative zone. You're right. Uh Uh-huh. And his powers are mystic energy manipulation, mastery of dark magic, dimensional teleportation, and immortality. So, I mean, he can do some shit. So, whatever. That's true. And he is played here by Ed Gilbert, who did a lot of additional voice roles for television. But interestingly, his biggest role was probably playing Baloo the Bear on Tailspin with his castmate, Tony J. So this is kind of a tailspin reunion. Oh, yo, tailspin. Oh, yo, tailspin. Hey, we already did that, Vero. Oh. We already did it. Record scratch. <laughs> <laughs> so Dormammu here actually looks more like his uh, comic appearance than he did uh, in the Doctor Strange movie. But in the Doctor Strange movie, he was actually pretty sick either way. He looked scarier in the Doctor Strange movie. He's almost like galactic. No, for sure. Well, it's his own dimension, right? Maybe they didn't do it because he would look too much like Ghost Rider. There's only so many flaming heads one wants to show off in the MCU. Name one other flaming head. Well, technically the Human Torch when he's flaming. Damn it. (laughs) Oh, she got you. Name seven more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Back at Hogwarts, Doctor Strange tells his pal Wong the backstory to this fucking thing. In short, Doctor Strange got in a car accident and fucked up his surgery hands. He went to look for help in Asia and found a teacher, the ancient one, but didn't want to do the homework. The old guy's student, Baron Mordo, tried and failed to kill his master, but Doctor Strange tries to buckle down now and become a warlock to fight Mordo and his goatee. I know that Marvel is now owned by Disney, so does that mean they rented out that bell jar from Beauty and the Beast? You know, glass shapes aren't patented. Yeah, a bell jar is just a bell jar, dude. No, but it's the wand is floating exactly like the roses in Beauty and the Beast. It's like, this is how you know it's a very delicate, very magical item. Well, maybe the Disney stole it from that other thing, the bell jar. No. What? No. <laughs> Shut up. That was good. So Wong is played here by the legendary George Takei, Woo-hoo! who is best known for his Twitter nowadays, but originally for playing Sulu on the original Star Trek series and its associated movies. That's a double trek. So we've got two reunions, Tailspin and Star Trek, because he was on the original series with Majel Barrett, who played Anna Watson. Boom. That's cool. 
That is it. Star-studded cast here on uh, the premiere of season three. Yeah, they pulled out all the stops for B to C to D list actors. They're just blowing the budget on episode one. The rest of it, everybody can just go home. (laughs) But guys, we're on fucking season three. I know, it's crazy. It does feel weird that the story isn't being told to Spider-Man, the main character. It's being told off screen to his friend. Like, wouldn't Spider-Man mm-hmm. be like, hey, like, so who are you? And he just, this whole episode just goes along with it. And is at no point, like, maybe tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, Doctor Strange. You know what I would have liked is if uh, when he did ask Doctor Strange, you know, who are you? And he introduces himself, he could have just sort of tapped, like, his head or something. And, like, how he does later in the episode uh, with Mary Jane, he he's sort of floating in her memories. He could have Spider-Man and himself floating in his memories and just sort of take him back through the story and he would have seen it firsthand. Oh, yep. Yep. Would have shown you that he has this kind of power and it would have given Spider-Man any kind of context for what's happening. But guys, don't you think that Wong already knows this fucking story? No, no. Wong was hired last week because he answered an ad in the Yellow Pages for a martial arts expert. (laughs) (laughs) And he thought that Doctor Strange was just a kid's, like, a shitty kid's magician. (laughs) Hello. He's a temp. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, are you really a doctor? Oh, my. But, Doctor, how can you be so sure that it's him? It is time you knew the whole story, Wong. But it uh, it is the classic Doctor Strange origin. Which is great. So they have a shot of Doctor Strange in the hospital when his hands are all fucked up from the car accident. Yeah. There's this look of indifference that is on his nurse's face while he is experiencing the worst moment of his life. Like he's got this like horrified expression and she couldn't give less of a fuck as she's filling out the fucking chart. (laughs) I do have to say, though, that Doctor Strange's color is pink for sure. That pink sweater he wears. Pulling it off 100% on his trip to Asia finally in desperation I trekked through the far corners of Asia to seek a maven known only as the ancient one generically Asia on this epic quest to get his hands healthy enough to jerk off again yeah ends of the year. <laughs> which is a story I can support <laughs> my origin is this they miss a montage of him trying to pick up a glass because it's like a cylinder and did him dropping it and he's like no. No, it's just all the different types of dick-shaped foods that he's trying to eat. A hot dog. <laughs> I also enjoy when Doctor Strange gets to the Ancient One, and he says, he told me to find the cure within myself, and I told him that was some typical liberal hippie bullshit and pointed to my Reagan Bush bumper sticker. <laughs> he's just like, I don't want to deal with that. He's pretty cool about it. Like, he traveled all that way, and the guy's just like, how about you study? He's like, how about you go fuck yourself? I'm a doctor. It just really reminded me when Homer wanted, uh, when Homer helped Apu get his job back from the Quickie Mart. Oh, God, yeah. Are you really the head of the Quickie Mart? Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> you? Yes. <laughs> and they, cu- they cut to it, and it's just like Baron Mordo is like summons this smoke dragon, and then the smoke dragon just... Literally revolves around the uh, Ancient One's head. And the Ancient One's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Like, what was this smoke dragon going to even do? Look, man, 
I saw that shit when I was the not particularly ancient one. I'm the fucking ancient one now. You think <laughs> I'm not used to this shit? Get the fuck out of here. You get the fuck out of here. You know who I am. <laughs> what is this, two-bit spell? I'm the ancient one, bitch. <laughs> I like that he's trying to hype himself up that he really helped out. He's like, yeah, I came across a student about to betray him. And then I went to tell him, but he already knew and did it all by himself and didn't need my help. But I got to stay and study, though. So this is sort of the start of the Mordo strange rivalry here. They don't really interact very much. You know what I mean? He attacks a guy that at the time Strange had very little interest in. He was just looking for the bathroom. No, but it showed that he was a good man, right? I know. He's a good man in that he didn't want an old person to be needlessly murdered. By a smoke dragon. That's a low bar is what I'm saying. And uh, that has stoked this huge rivalry between the two. Just that. But I really feel like all their differences of opinion in magic and stuff are just secondary to their differences in facial hair. Like, I think this is really about how much of a man's (laughs) face should be covered in fur. (laughs) Because one's got the goatee. The other one's got, uh, what is that, a Clark Gable? He's got a mustache, yes. And uh, yeah, I think that's really the source of, of, of all this pain. Daily Bugle, Peter and Robbie are researching Mordo in the Center for Reunification, discovering that they're a weird cult that's supposed to reunite people with their lost loved ones. So they're looking it up online. That's the photo they pick? Baron Mordo in his stupid green wizard onesie? Like, at least with a guy in a robe or something? Well, it's his normal dress. It's grafted on. It's his one outfit? It's what his father used to wear. You don't want to be known as a creepy cult. Maybe you get the guy who runs it to dress like a normal person. Well, that's just it. Robbie says outright that it's some kind of secret cult. Like, it's not much of a secret cult if they have a webpage and you know about them. Like, that's not a very good secret. (laughs) Do you think they go door to door and like, do you want to be reunified? Like, oh, God, the reunification people are at the door. Quick, honey, pretend we're not home. Turn off the lights. Yeah, close the blinds. Close Close the blinds. blinds. Close the blinds. (laughs) Peter also says, first I lose Mary Jane to Harry. Now to this dangerous cult. I enjoy the fact that in his mind, those two things are equally horrible. (laughs) Like... (laughs) On one hand, she's being brainwashed by some maniacs, but on the other hand, she's fucking that giraffe neck, foot crazed ginger. So, you know. Jesus. (laughs) So if we we look at the computer screen here, it's time for Peter's computer science minute. I'll Um, be in the fridge. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Yeah. No one gives a shit. So the program they're using only has two menu options, file and help, which is really all you need. Uh, interesting fact, though, is uh, Windows 95 came out on August 24th, 1995, and this episode aired April 27th, 1996. It's cool to see that they're actually using like real UIs and everything. Yeah. Uh, fuck you all. <laughs> yeah, computers and stuff. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> I can't wait to agree with you in the future. <laughs> So Peter infiltrates this fucking cult and acquires some very fashionable robes under the guise of wanting to be reunited. He sneaks around and finds Mary Jane, but she refuses to leave and in fact sounds the alarm, causing Peter to get captured. I love when Peter's pulling his like ass kissing voice. He always does that when he's meeting strangers. Oh, that's why I came here. He's the last hope I have of becoming reunited. His business casual voice. Yep. But how fucking high is this guy at the center? Oh, yeah. He sounds like a cartoon elf. Yeah. I know. Yes. 
You may rest here in your chamber while I see to your first session with Brother Mordo. Peace and reunion to you. Take him to Mordo. <laughs> Albrecht, fuck you. They already got Peter a chamber. How long has he been there? He, and it's a private chamber, too. I thought all entry-level people would have to be sharing bunks. This isn't Scientology, Vera. And here's your, like, entry-level mop and entry-level bucket. Do you guys think that his chamber came with a chamber pot? I hope so. Yeah, I mean, you gotta have that medieval castle in the middle of Manhattan. Or maybe just pot in general, because clearly the guy directing him was smoking fucking something. Yeah, I think there's some ergot in the food. You should probably not eat it. They definitely haven't cleaned out the vents in like a hundred years. So yeah, there's definitely a light amount of carbon monoxide poisoning. That's why no one can remember where they are. I noticed that there's one of the most bizarre choices for reusing animation so far oh, that my I've God. seen in the show. Yep. Did you notice it too, Oh, Peter? yes, I did. Yeah, they have Peter Parker walk to his chamber with his nerdy escort. He then leaves, sneaks out, and jumps up onto the wall to avoid other people in the hallway. Fine. But the shot they use of other people in the hallway is the same shot they used when Peter walked to his chamber from 11 seconds prior. You can literally see that Peter Parker is the one of the people that he himself is avoiding. (laughs) There are two Peters! Is this some sort of time warp thing? That's why he couldn't be detected? Oh my god. It's so like, why, why, you couldn't just have animated like a guy in a hallway, like, You didn't even have to do his face, it could have been covered by the hood. Or they could have just, you know, comped it and cut the two guys, like cut Peter and then just had everybody else in the hallway and I probably wouldn't have noticed because they're all wearing robes. Yeah. But I'm like, that's Peter Parker again. What the hell is happening? You shouldn't have noticed before because they're all wearing robes. I think that's what their thinking was. I guess so. Uh, Like... But the thing is, it doesn't add anything to the plot, and it only burns seven seconds or so of fucking runtime. You could have just had him find Mary Jane without an incident. Yeah. And it wouldn't have had to reuse any shots. Remember, guys, this is Spider-Man. He can, in fact, still stick to walls. So no one's going to go and see this white-robed person on a brown wall. (laughs) He sticks out like a sore thumb. (laughs) No one notices this shit. Well... He finds MJ, and then we get, like, a monologue from her about how happy she is to be seeing her father again and nothing else happening in her life. And Um, (laughs) while she's- Hold on, Kevin. I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. Because it's not her father she sees. It's daddy. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm sorry. You're right. We need to make that distinction. She sees daddy every day. (laughs) Yeah. It's a weird (laughs) choice, especially because, you know, they didn't call it sins of the daddy. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because that is a very specific documentary. Oh my gosh. That I would not particularly be interested in. I guess they tried to make her childlike by saying daddy. It's to make her seem like she's reverting back to, oh, daddy. It's weird. The entire time she's saying that stuff, Peter's standing there, if you look, and he's got this bored, blank expression on his face. <laughs> like he's just tuning her out. Like I feel like he's falling in old habits where she would run lines with him for her plays, and he's just like, not making it. <laughs> yeah, my mind's going a mile a minute. But then when he realizes it's his turn to speak, he does his classic come in way too hot and way too cryptic and way too yep. aggressive. I can't go. Mary Jane, what about the things you were doing earlier this evening? The break-in at Greenwich Village. It didn't work the first time when Brock was chasing you and you're super fucking weird. It didn't work with Felicia when Morbius was weird and it didn't work with Deborah with the vulture. You've got to change your your way of telling people they're in danger, Peter. God. 
oh, your mom is also here and she wants to see you at the coffee shop down the street. And you just push her into a trunk. <laughs> like, take her to the deep programmer. They were everywhere in the 90s. Yeah, just give her the blackjack. Mm-hmm. Right to the back of the dome. The thing about that, MJ, is sleep, sleep, sleep. <laughs> just like <laughs> It's because he doesn't know what to do and he can't just spray you in the eyes with webbing. Like that's his that's his go-to move, and he's got nothing. So she goes and presses the intercom, and the response time is immediate. Like, was the guy just waiting outside the door? Uh yeah, he was probably Pervin. And then Peter like judo flips him and goes immediately, oh, I shouldn't use my spider powers. <laughs> oh, I severed his spine. Oh, shit. Shouldn't have done that. Uh, now I got to look weak. Yep. That guy needs to be reunified with his head. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Peter is brought by these uh, these hooded goons uh, to Baron Mordo, who then taps into his mind. And then suddenly Peter finds himself reunited with his parents. You think you would be reunited with your parents in a nice background, but no, it's the flaming walls of hell, and it looks like he's on a bad drug trip. It's so fucking weird, the whole hellscape. It's all right, Peter. Everything... It's all right, Peter. Everything... It's all right. I'm here with you now, son. So Baron Mortar goes inside Peter's brain. Does he just not care that Peter might have superpowers because he's a magician and he's like, everyone has superpowers? I think he specifically wanted to go and influence Peter. So he went to like the memories of who he misses the most. Maybe that's why they didn't do Uncle Ben. So you think Peter instinctively went to his parents as a way to protect his identity? Nah, I think the show just wrote it that way so you oh. wouldn't have to deal with any of that. Oh, I also fair. think that he probably misses his parents more than Uncle Ben. I also find it really strange. He sees his mom and dad, they've come into the room, he's just like, Mom, Dad, I thought you'd be hotter, because they're, like, kind of dumpy. Oh, my God. And he's, he's a fox. <laughs> Peter's a straight fox. Yeah, he's a good-looking cat. Yeah. And his, like, dad and mom, you're like, where does he get it from? No, no, he looks at his dad, and he looks at his mom, and he's like, oh, no, Mom cheated. <laughs> his dad looks uh, nothing like him. <laughs> it's like, on, it's Mary mom. Parker is a it's saint. Like, mom, Dad, and this guy who I guess delivers the mail? No, it's, it's just like, like a mailman who looks exactly like him, but yeah. with gray temples. <laughs> Peter wakes up and tries to skidoo, but as he's about to web away, Mordo orders his cult army to go for the wand again. They quickly overpower Doctor Strange and steal it, and Spidey tries to throw Doc out the window. So Peter goes and takes off his robe here. Yeah, he does. And it's revealed that the entire time he's been wearing his Spider-Man costume underneath it. The Spider-Man <laughs> yeah. costume that includes gloves that miraculously appear as he's taking off the robe. Uh, he used it to stuff his crotch. Yeah. And the Spider-Man costume that contains boots that no one noticed. Also used to stuff also his used crotch. Also used to stuff his crotch. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Peter, thank God it's actually a robe with a neck and not a goddamn trench coat where we have to pretend that no one sees the red suit sticking out of his chest. (laughs) So now he's brainwashed. It's kind of weird that he has this army of followers and he feels the need to, like, fuck with them, you know, and, and, and go through this elaborate ruse. Because if you just told people that you could have laser beam eyes, super strength, and the power of flight, if you try and help me get a wand, I don't think he would have a problem finding willing participants. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's fair. I don't have anybody I want to be reunited with, really. But if you told me I could shoot people in the dick with my eyes 
uh, whenever I want. If I helped you find a wand, I'd be like, yeah, okay, let's go. Maybe that's why in the next time we see Baron Mordo, spoilers, he is using a criminal because he's just decided to give a guy a powers to go do his bidding for him instead of trying to hypnotize people. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Think about that. Also think about the fact that uh, when Peter wakes up, it's very clearly day, which makes sense. He got there at night and then he went to sleep. And then as everybody starts flying off, it's clearly night. Literally seconds later. Yep. Also, they don't have their ninja costumes this time. Yep. Do they fly on their own or is Mordo levitating them? I want to think that um, he's imbued them with the power of Dormammu because he says, Listen to my words. You are the army of Dormammu. You must recover the wand of Watum. So it feels like it's Dormammu's power channeling through them. And that's what... uh, Gives them their powers. Oh, didn't they have that in the Doctor Strange movie too? Yes. Okay. Oh, but they also got the chicken bone. So shit's getting fucked up. They did. The wishbone. Yeah. Wong was super effective with his fucking fists in order <laughs> defending it. He's like, I am ready, Doctor. Oh my. And then he gets immediately covered. Stand fast. I am ready, Doctor. I like the comical sound. That of MJ throwing the bell jar, it literally sounds like it's from a comedic show's outtake, like sound effects reel. It's a default sound effect, like a fucking Willem scream or something. Wilhelm. Wilhelm. Did I say Willem? Yeah, it's not Willem Dafoe. I'm going to cut William Dafoe screaming right here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Yeah, it's kind of weird that. Spider-Man decides that his big move will be dangle Doctor Strange out of a window. I don't think he knows that he has the cloak of levitation. <laughs> I guess he doesn't. But also Doctor uh, Strange can totally take Spider-Man. I don't know, oh, but his God, hands yeah. are all tied up. I feel like that's his one weakness, is it not? I mean, he proves several times in this episode that it doesn't fucking matter. As long as he can talk. I think the real move on, on fucking Doctor Strange is to punch him in the goddamn mouth. Because then he can't yell his incantations. I of Agamotto. Well, Strange clears the spell that's controlling Spider-Man and he lays out the problem at hand. Mordo is using this wand to free Dormammu, a being that drains life energy out of whole universes. And now they have to stop him. And Spider-Man just takes it. He's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, save the world. I get it. Been there. Done that. But he uh, casts the Eye of Agamotto. Drink. Oh. Great, all-seeing eye of Agamotto, you must come to my aid. And then a literal fucking eye opens on his forehead. Yep. Yeah, that's scary. Why? What What do you think it was? A fucking uh, Infinity Stone? Oh. Uh, I just thought he was gonna be like Spider Man is just drops him because like ah oh, gross. <laughs> it's oh, just what so the gross. Fuck? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> off putting that he, that it dispels the magic. <laughs> like he doesn't even have to do anything. He's just like ew. And then Doctor Strange is like, yeah, it goes away in like an hour. Don't look at it. <laughs> it's like just zipping around, looking at everything. Puts on a hat. He <laughs> gets super dilated when it sees Peter. Like, oh. Omnipotent Vishanti, empower my amulet. Remove the spell that clouds his mind. We go and we cut back to uh, Mordo here. Mary Jane saying how much she loves time with daddy. Oh, God. She's also fucking weird. And then um, Mordo's like, oh, daddy. I love you. 
And I love you too, my child. My child. Yeah. yeah. What are the other people in the cult thinking? I think they're jealous. Like, do they do they see him saying I love you to one of the followers, or are they trapped in their own fantasy still? Uh, I think maybe they're just sort of Maybe they're seeing their own projection of the person telling them good job. Like, yeah, Mary Jane's the one who actually got the wand, but they still helped. Right. So they're seeing their mother or their aunt or whatever saying, Good job. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. Although the fucking circus funhouse mirror world that exists around Mary Jane while she's doing this, like, is so terrifying. Like, why would you choose that? You can make any image appear in this woman's head, and it's this horrifying, like, I don't know, bizarro, creepy version of a kid's playroom. I don't know. He's trying to tap into memories, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, uh, at least we end this on a little bit of a, a joke from Spider-Man. Even though his literal universe is at stake, he's, like, willing to chirp the Bronx. I must warn you, the odds against us returning alive are astronomical. Big deal. I've been through the Bronx. I'm ready. Peter Parker of Queens. Oh, I've been through the Bronx. Oh, great. The 90s when New York was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man, Wong, and Doctor Strange arrive at Cult HQ to recover the wand. A battle breaks out against the cultists and then Mordo, allowing Spider-Man to steal the wand back while Doctor Strange goes toe-to-toe against his old foe. When Mordo is defeated, Spider-Man jumps into Dormammu's portal for some reason and Doctor Strange gives chase. I guess Spider-Man does pay for webbing, which is something we debated about. Thanks for the free trip, Doc. This is saving me a fortune in webbing. Well, I mean, the materials don't come from nowhere. He needs to pay for it to make it. Maybe it's like from office supplies he steals from the Daily Bugle. It's a lot of whiteout, <laughs> turns out. Yeah, it's just whiteout. It's, it's whiteout and scotch tape. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's a 3M innovation for sure. Ooh, and some Elmer glue. For stickiness. When he makes it extra sticky, that's what he adds. Yeah. Spider-Man's also getting his quips in now before this big fight. Looks like they're closed for the night. Remind me to call you if I ever lose my house key. And then Wong and Strange are hyping themselves up in the weirdest way. Here we are again, Wong. About to leap into the unknown to fight the deadliest battle of our lives. Exciting, is it not, Doctor? It is. No offense, but you guys are really weird. Are you two banging? <laughs> it's such a... An overly familiar thing to do. Yeah, and it's oddly cool. sexually charged. Yeah. Oh, you guys are a couple. Cool. I didn't know that. Awesome. So Dormammu just wants release. So it's not what we all want. And Mordo wants to do it with pleasure. Release me into your dimension with pleasure. The time has come. Uh, yeah, it's all very... <laughs> Unfortunate. Um, as they're starting this fight, Wong apparently had magic swords the whole time and didn't yep. use them the first two times that the fucking place was attacked. So I thought that those would be like swords initially, and then as soon as he pulls them out, they're glowing blades, and then they eventually become actual swords. Well, they're swords, but they can also like emit a beam of energy. To be fair, maybe there's a scene in the director's cut, Doctor Strange powers up the swords. So you pay an extra $20 to see that. Yeah, like some some <laughs> some fucking cheap bastards making you pay more to hear more stuff. <laughs> what a bunch of dickbags. Yeah, who does that? <laughs> Please subscribe to us on Patreon. <laughs> you will hear more than two minutes of good stuff. <laughs> but also, Doctor Strange, hosts of Hogarth. I invoke the hosts of Hogarth. 
Yeah, so he goes and does that, and then it's like, bands of Sidorak my ass. Like, why do you even bother? Well, every spell's got a counter spell. Mm, that's true. It's like Pokemon. Maybe some are super effective against others. Yeah, good triumphs over evil. I heard that somewhere. Unless I forget, good is mightier than evil. Doctor Strange goes and says, By multiplicity's dictum. Drink, yep. Nice. I like how it just kind of keeps the loser goons busy sure. shooting their eye lasers through phantoms, I guess. Yeah. Well, we finally get our big fight, like our facial hair duel. <laughs> yeah. Of goatee v. Clark Gable stash. I just expected them to just make all of their dialogue about that instead of their stuff again. Yours gets food stuck into it after you eat. Ah, Stephen Strange. Still sporting that pathetic mustache, I see. Ah, Mordo. You know I could never part with it while it still smelled of your mother's vagina. <laughs> Jesus. <Wow. laughs> I don't know. I wanted some chirps. Some facial hair related chirps. To me, it just looked like a battle of who can make the best rock and roll hand symbols. Yeah. And Mordo comes in with the rock on, two fingers. They both do the rock on. Who's rocking out harder? Mordo starts two-handing it, and he, and he breaks uh, the doorway, which almost crushes Strange, so he falls down. And Mordo immediately and lustfully <laughs> leaps onto Strange's back while he's down and just spread eagles him. Just pins him right down. It's a yeah. very different oh, yeah. kind of dark arts. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, My years of devotion to the dark arts have made me strong. Stronger than you. And uh, it's clear that Doctor Strange needs some defense against it. Spider-Man's just like, Wong, we have to help him. You cannot. This is a mystical battle that only Doctor Strange can win. Yeah, it's magic time. Like, shut the fuck up, Spider-Man. You know you can't do shit. This is this is not for you. I'm strong and I'm sticky. Power of web shooters. <laughs> he gets the upper hand on Mordo by, you know, phasing out of his own body and then zapping him with an amulet. Also, another awesome spell is... Uh, Omnipotent Oshtors, empower my amulet. Observe, servant of evil, as the mighty light of Oshtor blots out your darkness i guess this is why spider-man gets involved dormammu starts channeling his energy directly into mordo who starts calling down crazy high level level nine shit like i call down the reign of ragador and so spider-man's gonna go in and i guess distract dormammu maybe that's his goal strange is getting his butt kicked he has to use his seven rings summon the seven rings of ragador and then the ceiling collapses. Mordo has to dive out of the way. And we can only imagine gets the worst scrape known to mankind because apparently that's all it takes to defeat him. And he runs away. Yeah, he runs out of the episode. He's like, see He's never seen again. Like, that's it. He gets a scrape on his knee and he's gone. It reminds me of how he ran away in this, uh, the flashback. Because you see him go like, oh, my spell's done. See ya. <laughs> Just like books it. <laughs> That's, more, that's all he's got. That's Mordo's secret move. He's just really fast. <laughs> he's just like Scooby-Doo style. Power of feet. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Spider-Man's like, I'm tired of waiting. And I'm going to do the absolute stupidest thing I can. Right into the portal. With the You're thing like, the guy wants. Yeah. Mm, we have possession of the thing. The ma magical MacGuffin. It's the worst place we could take it. Right into the portal. You're right. Yeah. Uh, like, at least be like, Wong, hold this. And then give... 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hold the staff or whatever. Yeah, hold this rope. Spider-Man and, uh, is nothing if not passionate. I mean, he shouldn't be. He's a scientist. I guess when you're dealing with magic, how much can you really bring science into it? Ellie could tell you immediately. It's like, oh, no, what did I do? <laughs> when Spider-Man goes and encounters Dormammu, he's like, oh, you're in my realm now. And then he just turns into a dragon. Yeah. It's like he was already terrified. Yes, it's a bit of that overkill. I like the 3D reconstruction of the dimension. Yeah, the the dark dimension, even though they don't call it that, looks pretty cool. It's got like ruined pieces of land that sometimes look like teeth flying around. It's got chains for some reason at one point. It's got a 3D water feature. Yeah, it's got a pretty water feature. Yeah, that's got to be expensive. (laughs) That'll bump up the real estate value for sure. (laughs) So Spider-Man and Strange are just sort of fucking around here in Dormammu land. And eventually they're able to just distract him enough that they can escape. They're like, see ya. Doctor Strange comes in and like, we have to leave. Like immediately. Like, he doesn't say I'm deeply disappointed yeah. in your decision making skills, but it's heavily implied. Uh, but also he goes and says, by the light of Agamotto, disperse Dormammu's magic. Drink. Oh, shit. Um, there's a couple other spells. Vapors of Volto, hold him fast. That was a good spell. I like. I remember that one. Yeah, he turns him into a rock, and then he yep. kind of just eh, pushes him. Yeah, he just. I mean, he immediately breaks out of it. But it, it, the the pushing action was quite funny. And then also, I call upon the energy of the twelve moons of Moonipool. Yeah, and the the twelve moons are, I guess, good at opening. Blocked portals. That's what they do. Yeah, I have no idea. They're just running around the dark dimension. Zipping around. And then as they try and escape, Dormammu makes a shield to block the portal. Which, which are the Crimson fair. Bands of Sidorak. Really? IRL? I don't know. It fucking looked the same. So They do look the same. He controls this side of the portal. I control this side of the portal. And you will not escape. I mean, maybe this is just a manifestation of himself. Who knows? But he makes this shield, blocks the portal, and then when it's dispersed, he immediately just puts his palm in the way. <laughs> like, it's very low tech, yeah. <laughs> but I appreciate it. Like, if it works, it's not dumb. Yeah. No, now you can't. Now no one can get it. Spider-Man is able to finally do something because he's been doing, like, fuck all pretty much most of this episode. His big move is to throw the wand which freaks out Dormammu, and then he just webs it back to himself, yeah. like a yo-yo action. He calls it fetch. He says, go fetch. Also, he seems mm-hmm. super excited to see that Spider-Man had the wand. Like, I guess he didn't notice that Spider-Man jumped in with a wand originally, because when he sees him with it in front of the portal, he flips his shit. The wand! Give it to me! Go fetch! No! You know, they're always really slow when they're big. Yeah, that's fair. Because it looked like he was pretty slow. This all-powerful being couldn't have cast a spell to catch it hand of agthor and it just grabs it dr strange just looks at him even more disappointingly he's like who the fuck is this guy i told him (laughs) not to get involved he insisted on coming along and now the big evil has the wand he throws it what if that went wrong buddy (laughs) exactly (laughs) just dormammu dormammu's like cool thanks so they make it out of the portal with that sweet distraction move. And then Mary Jane just wanders in looking for her father. But Dr. Strange shows her the truth about her shit heel daddy. And that clears her of all of her brainwashing. Spider-Man is so frustrated with her in this scene. And it is so thinly veiled. She comes in looking for daddy and he's like, no, <sighs> your father's not here. Daddy, uh, are you in here, daddy? No, 
Your father isn't really here. Listen to me. Pharaoh. <laughs> she's looking for daddy. She's looking for daddy. Yeah. It's being weird. It's getting weird. Yeah, he's inches away from shaking the baby at this point, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think he would have if Doctor Strange wasn't there. He's like, keep it together. Keep it together. Yeah, Doctor Strange, who somehow knows Mary Jane's name. I guess he's magic. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, he <laughs> gives her like a magical mystery tour of her horrible childhood. <laughs> Come with me, child. Let us see the light. <laughs> yeah, it just shows her what like a shitty dad she actually had that she was, I guess, suppressing all these memories. And, and, and this house, it, it's never clean. Lousy kids. Look on your father as he was. And, and the real takeaway I thought was that when she was young, Mary Jane had a much pointier chin. I think she got some work done. Now she's got like a lantern job. Well, she's an actress, right? So she probably got some work done. I guess so. Anna Watson got those deep pockets. So he goes all Christmas Carol on her. Hey, remember this shit? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, super great, huh? Then she just starts bawling. Oh, yeah. She comes out of this trance and she's weeping. And (laughs) Spider-Man's like, oh, is she okay? (laughs) Here's a tip. If a man delves into your lady friend's mind and she ends up weeping... Maybe don't take him at his word that she is very well. She is very well. Oh no, don't worry, she's very well. <laughs> he couldn't have more plainly told us that he spent some time remembering her showers from the past year. Oh like, Jesus. He clearly took the long and winding road back from that fucking memory, you know? So you're just going to keep quoting Beatles songs as we go? I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> Magical mystery to her. All right, that was appropriate and funny because it was kind of trippy. And then this time, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, I'll get back to the uh, to the regular scheduled podcast. Oh, that, that was a stretch. I'm not, I'm not letting it. That was a stretch. Dormammu grabs Mary Jane and drags her into the portal, which Doctor Strange is pretty cool with. Dormammu tries to enthrall her into being his new servant, but she resists him and escapes. Strange closes the portal for good and teleports everybody who counts away as the house disappears in a poof of magic. (laughs) All the monks who've been fighting them are passed out, are just dead. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of dead monks. (laughs) Their house is now this unstable wreck. Into the fucking dark dimension I go. (laughs) Dormammu's just on the other side like... Uh, waste not want not help. <laughs> just eat some people. Help, help. <laughs> so Dormammu goes and reaches through the portal and grabs MJ. And Doctor Strange is just like, ah, well, that's the end of that chapter. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care. It's like, ah, oh, don't worry, she'll be fine. It sort of makes sense, I guess, because she was like the most brainwashed. So he thought she would still be vulnerable. Yeah, I guess so. I, I think he's just grabbing at anything he can at this point. It's a very strange addition to the episode. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's here to make MJ a stronger character and kind of give her the win here. Stronger willed, at least. It's like the last time we had an MJ-focused story with uh, Hydro Man. She ended up kind of being the hero of the story in a lot of ways, and they're kind of trying to do that here as well, which is okay. Spider-Man was sort of along for the ride. Yeah, it's an added more of an MJ episode than a Spider-Man episode. Mm-hmm. Jess noticed that when uh, she's talking to Dormammu and he takes the shape of her father, she changed it from daddy to father. She's like, you're not my father. She's distanced herself now. Yeah. What Doctor Strange has done is gotten rid of the daddy kink. 
<laughs> now that she's remembered what her father is like, just looks at it and goes, this doesn't smell like liquor. You're not slurring your speech. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is fake. Hold on a second. You're not on this podcast. That's true. Uh, she's just like, my daddy didn't wear that dorky fucking sweater vest. Because <laughs> that's what he's wearing for some reason. My daddy wore old beat up ranger jerseys and that's it. Yeah. And then Dormammu goes, do not reject me. That is the one thing you cannot do. No! It reminded me a lot of when I was dating. That's why I said a lot. <laughs> wow. Was it just like that was under your Tinder profile? <laughs> no, that's the that's the that's the text I ret- I sent after I got the like sorry I'm not interested text. That's fair. Man, you should make like a fake Tinder profile with Dormammu's face. <laughs> it just says, "Do not reject me." That's the one thing you cannot do. And then it says, like, love me, stay with me, obey me. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I'll be your daddy. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Location, dark dimension. Age, I am without limits. So another spell is... Ton, ton, champon, cra. A drink. Okay. What do, Does that mean anything, or is it just nonsense? Does any of it like, mean anything? Well, I was just like, is he throwing out some Latin or something at least? Uh, checking. Throwing into Google Translate. No, it's it's fucking nonsense. Nice. Why does Wong also have to explain so verbosely that they need to get out of the building? The building was literally crumbling around them. My greatest Achilles heel is that I always need to prove that I'm the smartest man in the room. Oh my. What? He doesn't say that at all. I think he does. <laughs> I think that was a drop from the episode. Oh, my. Also, uh, it's sort of weird that once they make their escape here, not only did they not bother to save any of the innocent people that were brainwashed, nobody actually seems to have the wand of Watum on them. <laughs> oh, I left it in my other pants. Oh, yeah. What happened with that? It's just gone. No, but like Spider-Man had it when they came back from the other dimension, and now... As soon as he caught MJ when she comes flying back out of the portal, he doesn't have it anymore. No idea where it went. Uh, in the comic, Doctor Strange depowers it. I mean, he could have done that before uh, and it would have prevented this whole situation. But hey. Well, he could have done a lot of things. Let's be fair. <laughs> if he'd seen infinite timelines, he, he probably would have. Well, only 14 million six hundred and five. Hey, he knew the one where everything would work out and he would get to peep on a woman in her mind hey <laughs> well luckily they do get away because that will take us to the bow on this episode wherein everybody plays grab ass and breaks their arms patting each other on the back but once the farewells are said dr strange realizes that he is being watched by an even greater power a crystal ball gazing old lady with welding goggles i guess player three has entered the game oh yeah so there's another great <gasps> mary jane <gasps> mary jane mary jane what a waste of George Takei in this episode. It has been a pleasure fighting by your side, Spider-Man. I know. I really agree with you. I love his voice. Love hearing that man talk, and we don't really get too much of it. Yep. Yeah. I guess this was sort of his low period when he was like on the same level as Walter Koenig, I guess. And then now he's kind of had a bit of a renaissance, and people actually know who he is. He's got a very huge Twitter following nowadays. Well, yeah, no, he shares the dankest of memes. Dank, dank, dank. Oh, yeah, but nobody fucking knows anything about Walter Koenig. 
Nuke, you'd say nuclear vessels. When we woke up, we had these waddies. Now say nuclear vessels. No. So everyone's kind of loving each other. Spider-Man's thanking everybody. Shaking so many hands. Yeah. <laughs> Shaking so many hands this episode. Doctor Strange bestows a nice little blessing on him, which is nice. Spider-Man reacts to that blessing the same way that any person does when they're blessed in a religion that is not their own. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's this super awkward, like, what the fuck do I say to that? <laughs> His response is pretty great. May the Vishanti watch over thee. And may your amulet never tickle. You know what's actually really funny? What's that, Peter? That's actually in the comic. Oh. Well played, Stanley. Uh, straight from the man. So when Spider-Man and every, everybody's hanging out on the roof, him and MJ have another one of their all too familiar exchanges. Like, I get MJ's like pretty tired and just wants to go home. I'm all right. I just want to go home. Spider-Man's still pretty much a stranger. They're not like BFFs. He's saved her before. It just still feels like Peter keeps forgetting that he's Spider-Man. Oh, for sure. Like the way he like touches her and stuff is like, I don't know, it's too familiar. Yeah, he 100% has his hand on her ass cheek when he carries her away. Well, there's also that. Oh, yeah. Do you think he told her that's the safest way to travel? (gasps) Uh, But of course, the real cap on this episode is Doctor Strange saying that he's aware of a greater power than himself. What's wrong? I sense that we are being watched by someone whose powers dwarf my own. Oh, fuck, I don't even care. It's Madam Web. Yay, it's Madam Web. Yay, it's Madam Web. Wait, do I like Madam Web? I don't even know anymore. I don't know. She's pretty cool. She's basically sets up pretty much the rest of the series. Like, her being involved has a lot to do with the way this show ends up. I, I, don't, I don't even remember if she's good or not. I'm just like, I remember this thing. Well, we're going to have to wait to find out, which means it's time to magic us up some arbitrary spider ratings where we rank the episode using whatever idiotic metric we can come up with off the top of our heads. Uh, Vera? I'm going to give this episode eight rockout hands out of nine. They really do their best job to give you as much backstory as possible without making it boring. And Spider-Man's dropping a lot of quips in this episode, which I always like. All right. Awesome. Good to hear. Uh, Kevin? I'm going to give this one, uh, let's say, two and a half nonsense incantations out of three. There's a bunch of logical inconsistency stuff that bugged me on that weird nerd level that normally inspires rants, but it's still a real cool, fast-paced episode. It's one-off adventure that still introduces new elements. It throws some threads out there for the new season, and you're entertained the whole time. So that, on top of the fact that there are some great guest stars makes it a, a really good episode for me. Yeah, I know for sure that resonates with me. Uh, my spider rating will be nine cultists out of 10. There were a bunch of new characters, a new story, sets up the entire season, a bunch of awesome guest stars, which I guess we didn't really care for back when this aired, but now they've just have such a legacy. So it just makes it that much better to uh, look back on. So many good guest stars, you're right. It sure would be nice to have some sort of crystal ball like Madam Web to see into next week's episode. Why do you need a crystal ball, Kevin? But you can clearly just look at the Daily Bugle headlines. He's supposed to have some big scoop. The moment all America has been waiting for. Today's issue with Bugle. Brock's big scoop. Eddie Brock's biggest scoop. Big news, too. That's unbelievable. Exactly how did you happen to get this? Peter's beginning to give up. He's tired of Spider-Man being called a menace when he's just trying to help. But when he receives a letter from Spidey's number one fan, Tina, he decides to give Spider-Man one last swing. 
Oh, God, this episode. Yeah, memory serves. It's going to get real depressing, which is just how we like it. Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you didn't find it too strange. Wherever we're online, the links are on our website, RadioactiveSpiderPod.com. If you liked the episode, please share it with your friends, family, and enthralled cult minions. And if you loved it, support the show however you can. Talk us up on social media, become a patron, grab some swag on TeePublic, or rate us and review us on your podcast service of choice to help you get the show out there. We'll be back to you in two weeks with our next episode. Until then, this is Radioactive SpiderPod saying, may the blessings of the Vashanti smile upon you. Keep swinging. Peace and reunion to you. Be seeing you, ma'am. I will say that I love you, Kevin. I will say those words. Yep, true. I love you, Kevin. I'm number one fan.